This is an RNZ podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jessie Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jessie. Let's go to Mary Holm now. We uh, await her Thursday visits with excitement and anticipation uh, and she joins us now. Hi there Mary. Hi Jessie. Gosh, that's quite a build up. <laughs> yeah, and I was just thinking, I, I read your column every Saturday in the Herald and I think you do such a great oh. job of making that so readable and so interesting, even though for someone like me, I feel like I've heard it all before and yet I, when I'm reading it, I never feel that way. So um, thanks for oh. all that you do. Thank you. That's really kind of you. And, um, and this is uh, something that a lot of people will have come across in New Zealand over the last year or so, buy now, pay later. You decided to have a closer look. Yes, partly because we must be starting to get into the Christmas shopping season, it seems to me. I mean, not quite yet, but some people might already be buying some stuff online. And so, you know, the buy now, pay later obviously makes it easier for a lot of people to do their Christmas shopping or any other shopping, really. But um, I think, in the, and there's been huge growth in the number of people using it, so I thought it's about time you and I had a little look at it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, basically, I, to, saying what it is to to the particularly younger listeners is stupid because they all know more about it than I do. But, <laughs> but yeah. um, some of the older ones might not quite realise. So you're buying something now and um, you get the product now is the thing um, and pay for it in weekly or fortnightly payments over the next sort of four or six payments is how it typically works. Um, and examples of it are Afterpay, Layby, Zip, Genoa Pay, and Hum are some of the ones. Layby, by the way, uh, for for people who've been around for a while, we think back to Layby when you, when you set a product aside in the shop and you made regular payments on it, and when you paid it in full, you picked the product up might be garment or something like that. Uh, this new lay-by is sort of L-A-Y-B-U-Y and you get the product up front these days. Yep. So mm-hmm. you don't have to hang around and wait. Um, and apparently, from, from my reading about it, most people start with a sort of 400 or $800 limit on how much they can spend with one of these companies, but it can then rise to $1,000 or 1500 and in some cases even higher. And, of course, because there are sort of at least five of them around, people can go to all the different companies and sign up. So you can, you know, run up quite big bills for quite a few thousand dollars if you um, are using all the different different cards. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the big differences from um, credit cards is that only certain retailers will let you do this. Typically online or in store, you can you can use these products or these services. Um, and the usual things that people buy apparently are clothing, beauty products, hair, homeware, electronic devices, automotive parts, and novelty items. So that's the sort of range. Clothes and, and, and things are commonly bought that way, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't want to sound judgmental, but that list sounds like stuff you don't often really need. 
Quite, exactly. Yeah, yes. It, it often is, I think. And it's pretty easy to sign up. They don't do a credit check on you, usually. You need to have a, a credit card or a debit card to make the payment. So you have to have one of those set up um, before you can go ahead and do this. So that would limit people a little bit. But And basically the thing is that you're not paying any interest at all, but you do pay fees for late payments on them. And Consumer New Zealand has, has been looking at um, these cards just recently. They said 14% of people have paid late payment fees, which I thought was quite low, actually. It means that the vast majority Agreed. of people are... Yeah, most people are, are, um, are you know, paying them off just fine and, and everything goes fine. And the, the companies that offer this service make most of their money by charging the retailer. So every time you buy a product this way, the retailer has to pay a little bit to the, the company that issues the card. That's where they make most of their profits. Um, they also make some, of course, from the late fees. But just in a couple of examples of how they work, some of the popular ones is after pay, you have to pay 25%, so a quarter of the money up front, and then you make three fortnightly payments of 25% for, you know, 25% more over three fortnights. Um, and they have a $10 late fee. And they have, for each payment that's late, that you, you get charged an extra $10. They have a cap on their late fees of, in most cases, it's 25% of the price or $68, whichever is less. So you don't run up huge, big um, fees on these, typically. Um, although there are other fees, if you have an unpaid balance for more than a month or so, then income, some other heavier fees, apparently. So, you know, so that you can run up quite big fees on them if you're not careful. Yeah, but but there are schemes that we, we know about, you know, credit schemes where the whole idea is that you miss your payments and that's where they really capitalise. To be fair, it doesn't seem like that's the business model for this. No, it doesn't. No, the, the, the business model is basically going to the retailers and saying, hey, this is what your customers want. You better offer it. And apparently in some cases, some retailers will charge you more if you use a buy now, pay later. But usually not. Usually they just have to swallow the fact which is similar to credit cards, I think. Um, but that's where the companies that are offering this are making most of their money is from fees they charge to the retailers. So um, one other example is lay-by, another popular one where you pay a sixth of the price now and then you make um, six weekly payments after that. Um, and they've got a fee cap of $60. So that, that sort of gives people an idea. So they're not, we're not talking huge amounts of money usually. But um, I've got, what have I got here? FinCap, which does um, run financial mentor services. Yeah. Some of the mentors are saying that they have some clients with up to 11 different debts. So you can, you know, put quite a few different items on there and with debts totaling more than $3,000. So, you know, if you get into this in a big way, it can start to get to be quite serious money we're talking about. Um, so consumers did a survey on it and found some really interesting stuff about who's using these. Um, 38% yeah. of New Zealanders are, which is um, quite, you know, it's quite high. And mostly 
aged 18 to 29. I think 18 is the minimum age for it. And um, for 18 to 29-year-olds, are using it for clothing and footwear and just getting out there and getting their stuff so they can wear it this Saturday night even if they haven't got the money in the bank yet. So, but um, they said they did find, though, that close to one in five of the people using these pay, buy now, pay later, are using it for essentials such as groceries and car repairs, so things that aren't just sort of whimsical buys. And yeah. the people that are using it in that way, uh, it's a bit more worrying. They're 35 to 44, quite often single parents. About half of them have paid late fees, apparently. Couples with young children also. Um, so those are the ones, the somewhat older group than, than the youngies, are um, using it for more essential stuff and probably, you know, getting themselves into more difficulties with the fees, etc. involved. But yeah, they, I've sort of had some interesting stuff on on the growth just in the first half of this year. Under 35, um, the growth was 26% for women. It was 30% for Maori. It was 32%. So there's big growth happening in, in this use, and no doubt it's continuing yeah. on yeah. the second half of the year. And, and why wouldn't there be, right? It's kind of from yeah. the consumer's point of view, why wouldn't you use it? Yeah, yes, really, yes. It, it's, um, the, there are some problems with it, though. It, um you know, look, it's really appealing. I can see why people use it. Um, and it can solve problems for people if, if, for example, you need a car repair. And, you know, gosh, we all know they can run up hundreds and sometimes even thousands of dollars. And you haven't got that sitting around and you need a car to get to work or wherever. Um, so, you know, they're obviously a good service in many ways. Yeah. But um, Consumer, this is what worried me a bit. Consumer said that 55% of the users said it encouraged them to make purchases they wouldn't otherwise have made. So people are buying stuff they would otherwise have managed without. And what's more, the shops do what's referred to as upselling. So they know you're going to buy it this way, so they say, well, why don't you get a better model? Why don't you get a um, better TV or, you know, or a more expensive jacket or whatever? Because you don't have to pay the whole lot at the moment. And so that's where, and, you know, the shops know, the shops are probably saying, well, if we have to pay to have this service, we're going to try and make a, you know, kick up our profits a bit on it. Um, so I would say to to listeners, watch out that you're not being upsold, i.e. pushed into buying something more expensive. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, because did you did you note this, that I think there is something in the fine print when a retailer signs up to these schemes that they're not allowed to hike the prices to, to make up for it. Have you come across that? I, no, I haven't come across that. No, I, in fact, I read somewhere that some some of them did do that. So that's interesting. Right. Um, How would you measure um, it anyway? Well, it, it, it depends on if the price is already on the garment or something. I mean, I can't mm. imagine them doing that. I can't imagine them that if you turn up at the counter with a shirt that costs $100 and they say, oh, if you're going to pay that way, you have to pay 110 I don't uh, think No, but, but more like all the prices go up and the shop go up, you know, a percent yes. and a half to pay for these new afterpay. Maybe. Well, that's know. right. That's quite right. I mean, that, they would just sort of discount that into all their pricing. There's no doubt about that to make the whole thing work. 
And, you know, we shouldn't be picking on retailers at the moment, given that a lot of them aren't able to, yeah. to, yeah. to operate properly. But, but so there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's fair enough that they, you know, include that in their pricing. But, but that, that would be what's happening, I'm sure. It's, um, consumer did point out, you know, where people say, well, Lou, there's no interest on this. Um, it's just late fees and they're not very high. But if you spend $150 on something and then you run up $40 um, in late fees, then that's equivalent to paying 27% extra on the product. You know, so these the, the you know the ten dollars don't sound very big, but when you start looking, if you're doing a lot of stuff like this, the percentages can get quite high. And mm-hmm. and um, yeah, more than ten million dollars a year in late fees in, in New Zealand, consumer says. Um, and what's more, if you run late on it, it can harm your credit record. So um, that's something to keep in mind if you, you know, yeah. later wanting to get a mortgage or even later wanting to get a credit card, um, you might find you can't get one if you've been running up late fees and that's been reported into the credit bureaus. So, so you know, that's a warning. Another problem is that the these products aren't covered under the consumer credit consumer contracts and credit and sorry. Credit Contracts and Consumer Finance Act, um, which means, unlike other types of lending, that you don't get a cooling off period, so you can't sort of two days after you bought something say, oh, I've decided I don't want this and get all your money back. And you don't have rights to make hardship applications to reduce the payments for a while. And you can't, um, and the lenders don't have to comply with responsible lending rules which sort of makes sense because if you're just buying a little item, you know, they, they, it would be silly for them to start going into all of that detail. But on the other hand, when the items start adding up, it can matter quite a lot. And so a lot of the, in fact, 17 organisations like the Salvation Army, etc., are supporting consumers' call to the government to regulate this stuff because and it's happening in other countries too, so it's sort of a new trend that's coming through and the governments are coming in behind and saying, hey, we've got to look after people. So when I look at the whole thing and say, well, is this a good or a bad thing? Um, it's, it's certainly not, you know, we shouldn't just say this is bad because it's enabling people to get things they want and can't necessarily pay for upfront, and sometimes they are essential things. Sometimes they're not, but that still makes life a bit nicer for people. And, and you know, as long as they can meet the payments later on, then there's nothing really wrong with it. And comparing it with credit cards, there's no interest, but there are the late fees. Um, but people say it's sort of easier to keep track of these because you've got one particular bill for one particular item, and you've got a schedule for when you have to make the payments on it. You can't just partly pay a little bit off. You've got to pay the whole lot off because with credit cards, as we all know, you can just make the minimum payments on the credit card month after month and meanwhile the balance is running up at huge interest rates. So it feels a little bit less kind of dangerous, in quotes, than credit cards. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah. um, I still say, you know, the old-fashioned view that it's actually best to save first and then buy something if you can. Uh, for one thing, then you're not running any risk that you will run up fees because maybe you lose your job or whatever. Um, and it also gives you time to reconsider. If you're saving for something, you can start, you know, over a few weeks, you can be thinking, uh, do I really want this? 
I mean, one of the the sort of worrying things with, with buy now, pay later is you buy yourself a new a new top and you wear it this weekend and next weekend and um, by the time you've made your last payment on it, maybe four or six weeks later, you don't even like it anymore. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well some, people, some people, lots of people actually report that the joy disappears once they've clicked buy. They're not even that excited yes. to unwrap the thing. Let alone we are. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that awful? Yes, that, that's yeah, that's kind of an common. addiction that people. Yes, people, and that of course doesn't affect buy now pay later. I mean, it, but although it's worse if your payments are then strung out over a long period, but um, that people have got to examine that kind because that's kind of an addiction that um, is terribly worrying. Really, you, that's you know the way to end up in big financial trouble, but. Um, All right, Mary. Shall we leave it there? That's um, some just, great tips. Any any final thoughts? Just yeah, a couple of couple of final tips. Um, the sorted website says have only one going at a time. You know, don't get more than one garment or use more than one card. Buy big items only if you really have to. You know, if you're doing it for something cheap and small, it's not a big deal. Um, and another tip is. To use a debit card rather than a credit card to pay to make your payments, because then the debit card's coming straight out of your bank account then and there. So you're not through uh, you're not through this system running up a huge big credit card bill. So those are ways okay. to make it work a bit better. Mary, thank you so much. Please. Mary Holm, personal finance expert, talking about those buy now pay later schemes.